This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, good morning everyone. Thank you so much for the opportunity to join you this morning. This is already my uh, third year in Torah Way, so perhaps I have somewhat of a chazaka, although some say that last year because of COVID it was like a, a macha, you know, so... Um, but I hope to be back. Bezos Hashem, this morning I would like to speak about a subject off the beaten track. The 14 years that Yaakov Avinu spent in Shem Ever, interestingly, is not mentioned in the Chumash. In the opening of the parish, Vayifka Bamakoim, Vayolan Shom Kiva Hashemesh, Vayikach Meyavnoi Hamakoim, Vayishka Bamakoim Ahu. He slept in that place. Sarashi's so troubled. What do you mean he slept in that place? Wherever you sleep, it's that place. Nobody ever slept somewhere and it was a different place. Wherever you are, you're in that place. Sarashi so says he slept there. But the 14 years that he spent in Yeshiva Shem Ever, he didn't sleep. So it's interesting. It doesn't say he spent 14 years in Yeshiva Shem Ever. It says he slept in that place from which we infer that the 14 years he spent in Yeshiva Shem Ever, he did not sleep. Three times in Bereshis, Rashi references the 14 years of Yaakov Avinu. Rashi doesn't say he learned. Here in Vayetze, he says, Sheshimesh <clears throat> He didn't just learn. Learning is not enough. You have to be Meshamesh Tamid Chachamim. Three times in Bereshis, Rashi references the fact that Yaakov Avinu spent 14 years in Yeshiva Shem Eva at the end of Chaye Sara that we infer from the lifetime of Yishmael, if Yishmael lived 137 years, then we're missing another 14 years of the life of uh, Yaakov Avinu. It must be he learned 14 years. Rashi in Taldois mentions this as well. And the question is, why is this not mentioned explicitly? Why doesn't it say, black and white, that Yaakov spent 14 years learning in the Shiva Shem Eber? So Moshe Feinstein's approach on this is that, would the Torah ever say, you know, there was someone, and he breathed for 10 years, many inhalations, and he took in a lot of oxygen. I mean, we, we don't necessarily record people's practices of respiration, because that's life. You can't, you can't live if you don't breathe. As the Mishnah says in Perkei Avay, Sam Rabbi Yochem ben Zakkai, you learn a lot, don't give yourself credit. So the Torah does not really make a big deal about the fact that Yaakov Avinu spent 14 years learning, because the Torah is highlighting this concept that learning is the Kihem Chayenu uh, and we don't really make a big deal about it, because uh, that's life. As uh, the famous story a Magid once came to Kamenetz and he said, Torah, Torah is so important. It's like Avira Linashima. It's like air to breathe. And Rabbi Bar stood up and he was Moicha. He said, Chas v'shalom. You're undermining the value of Torah. Air facilitates life. Torah is life itself. Torah doesn't facilitate life. Torah is Chayim. You can't say it's Avira Linashima. So therefore the Torah doesn't make a big deal about the fact that Yaakov Vino learned for 14 years. But here's my question. The Torah is being very critical over here. 
14 years, the man did not sleep at night, or at least he didn't sleep in a bed. The one night, the first night, that he uh, lay down and he went to sleep, oh, we jump on him, he slept, we got him, we caught him. I mean, it's one thing you don't want to say that he learned for 14 years, but uh, like, chap the guy, the, you know, imagine, you know, you have a bachar, he's learning in yeshiva, the hosman, he wasn't mavatal even a moment, and Ben Hazmanim, at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, he took out a little book, oh, you're a batlon, give the kid a break, you know, what kind of, would that be a good parent? Why, why is the Torah sort of like jumping on Yaakov Inu, the moment he closes his oh, it's sort of a backhanded compliment, but still we're focusing on the negative. It's pretty interesting that the Torah does that. And uh, we want to speak out the question of Chsam Soifer. Chsam Soifer, Allah Torah, Parshas Vayetze, page Kufmem Gimel, Chsam Soifer asks, No, so, so if he learned for 14 consecutive years, why couldn't he learn that night? What was stopping him from learning that night? Of all places, he's on the Har Habayis. This is the holiest spot in the world. He was able to learn for 14 consecutive years. Why couldn't Yaakov Avinu learn on that fateful night? That's the question we're going to deal with this morning. In Golders Green, London, the month of Kislev, that's the question we're going to deal with. Let's speak out another question. How does the parsha open up? Where's he going? Where's the man going? He's going to Charan. It's not true. No, he's not. He's not going to Charan. When Yaakov left his parents' house, where was he going? Shiva Shema Ever. How can you say Vayicharana? Oh, in 14 years? Say, Vayelech, Vayetzayag Mershava, Vayelech, Leyeshiva. That would be accurate. Vayelech Harana is inaccurate. He wasn't going to Haran. That's the question of the Chida and the Pnei David. What? Yeah, but Vayelech Harana doesn't mean he left Mershava and he was told by his father to go to Haran. Vayelech Harana means he went to Haran. That's another good question that I don't plan on answering. But I'm ans- You see, I only answer the questions that I ask, right? <laughs> ah, so okay, you're, gonna, you're barking up a, a good tree, but let's get the question clear. The question is, how could say, he's not going to he's going to the Shiva Shema That's the question of the Chida. So the Chida says an amazing shot. You remember the Gemara Kedushan Dav test? The Shiloh, what do you do first? You first get married or you first make a living? Yisa Yisha, right? What, what, do you, what do you do first? Do you Yomai Torah v'achakach Yisa or Yisa Yisha v'achakach Yomai Torah? So what does the Gemara in Kedushin say? Halan v'halahu. Depends if you're Babylonian or you come from Eretz Yisrael. It's Rashi Tam. The way Rabbi Tam learns it is, it depends. If you have money, if you have a livelihood, so what do you do? You have money. So then get married and this way you'll be able to learn B'Kedusha V'Tahara. So if you have money, you have money in your wallet, you have money in your bank account, first get married, and this way you could learn Torah B'Kedusha V'Tahara. But if you don't have any money, so then what do you have to do? You have to uh, go to work, otherwise if you get married, Reichayim B'Tzavaroi V'Yasek B'Torah. That's Rabbeinu Tam. 
So says the Chida, Yaakov Avinu was extremely wealthy. He was the son of Yitzchak Avinu. By the way, <laughs> happens to be of the Machlikas Rishonim, whether Yaakov Avinu ha- had money or not. The Benezra says that the reason why Yitzchak loved Esav is because uh, Yitzchak was an Ani Ve'evion. How's that? Avram Avinu had a lot of money, but Yitzchak made uh, bad investments, and Yitzchak lost all the money. And Viharaya, that's why Yitzchak loved Esav, because nobody gave Yitzchak food. So Esav brought him food, so now he had something to eat. And in fact, Ibn Ezra says, the Raya is, the fact when Yaakov left his parents' house, they, he was mispalav, his parents are millionaires. Now, they lost all their money, the Ezra says. But the Ramban disagrees. The Ramban says Yitzchak was extremely wealthy and Mestama Yaakov Avinu also had a lot of money. Ibn Ezra is not bound by stories that are not mentioned in the Chumash. Ibn Ezra is not bound by Mamari Chazal in terms of learning Pshat in the uh, Psukim of the Torah. But the, the, the way the Ramban learns, the Ramban learns that, yeah, that Yitzchak Avinu was very wealthy and Yaakov had money. And therefore, if Yaakov had money, what's he going to do? His plan was, first get married, and he had no plans of learning in the yeshiva immediately. Because the Gemara Kedushin says, first you get married, and then you learn B'Kedusha V'Tahara. So Yaakov Avinu was, Vayetze Yaakov Mi Shava, He's headed to Charon. The problem was, he had to take a detour. Because Eliphaz came and he took all his money. So now that he took all his money, so now he has to change his plans, and now he has to go to the Yeshiva Shem Ba'ever. But learning in the Yeshiva was not the L'Charchila, it was the B'Dievet. So that's how the Chida learns, Vayetze Yaakov Iber Shava, Vayelecharona. But he had to change his plans and then go to the Yeshiva, based on Rabbeinu Tam and Kedushin. Okay. So Yaakov Avinu basically has no money, as we know. That when he meets Rachel, he cries. He has nothing to give his, his kala. And like Rashi tells us in the end of the parsha, that when Lavan um, hears that Yaakov is coming, he figured if Eliezer came with ten laden camels of all kinds of, uh, of treasures, then can you imagine how much goodies Yaakov Avinu is coming with? So he, he comes, he runs to him, maybe Yaakov has money, he hugs him, he's feeling him, he's trying to pickpocket him. Rashi even says he kisses him to see if he has some uh, gold fillings or something. So, I mean, that sounds a little far-fetched. I mean, Lovon was looking in Yaakov's mouth to see if he was hiding gold in his mouth. The Chavetz Chaim writes that the Hechroch of Rashi <laughs> of why, how we know that Lavan kissed him. Maybe Lavan kissed Yaakov because they were related. How do you know he kissed him? In other words, if you have two options, why did relative A kiss relative B? And one was to check for gold fillings, and the other is because that's like protocol. How does Rashi know that Lavan was checking for gold fillings? Chavaz Chaim says, Pashat. Because the end of the parsha, when Lavan runs after Yaakov, and he kisses his daughters and his grandchildren, he doesn't kiss Yaakov. Because he knew he had no more gold fillings, he already checked him out, the Chavetz Chaim says. <laughs> but if it was because he was kissing him because they were related, then why didn't he kiss him goodbye? Now this was not a regular, this was a, uh, a dental examination to check uh, the status of his uh, gold fillings. That's how the Chavetz Chaim learns Pshan and Rashi. Okay, so Marv Rabbi, so we know Yaakov Avinu, Lost all his money. Comes one of the Rishonim, the Paneach Raza. Paneach Raza is somewhat of an obscure Rishon. Interestingly, the Marsha sometimes will quote the Paneach Raza. And he's... What? 
Today's his yard site? Really? Excellent. It's a good thing I gave this share today. I was going to give this share on a different subject, but because it's Panech Raza's yard site, we, Hashkacha led us to this subject. What? Oh, the Marsha's yard site. <coughs> okay. Gavaldik. On Shabbos, we said over a piece from Rav Aaron Cutler, and a little boy, 10-year-old boy, came running over. You know, today's Rav Aaron Cutler's yard site. Was it? And it even was. You know, so... <laughs> so the Paneach Raza has the following question. The Lizbaz took away all of Yaakov Avinu's money. Then how come when Yaakov Avinu woke up, it says, Vayitzoik Shemen Aroisha. The Yaakov Avinu took oil and he poured oil on the Matseva. Where did he get the oil from? I thought Eliphaz took away all of his possessions. So where did he get the oil from? Says the Panech Raza, there's one item that Yaakov Avinu maintained possession of, Ki b'makli avarti esayardin. And as we know, the makli of Yaakov was a screw-off cap, obviously. And what did he keep in the staff? He kept shemen. What in the world would he keep Shemin in the staff for? So he could learn. So therefore, when he woke up, he was able to pour the water, uh, the oil, on the matzeva, because that's the one item that Yaakov Avinu did not have taken away from him. So what do you see from the Panayach Raza? What does Yaakov Avinu need oil for to learn? Why does he need oil to learn? To learn at night, presumably. Oh, so now we've established that when Yaakov Avinu was learning at night, he learned La'ar Haner. Fine. Now, says he slept because the sun set. He davened Marav before Shkia. Says the Dasakenim, this is a raya to Rabbi Yehuda that you let a Davin Marev from Plaga Mincha. The Toysus, Dasakenim. Now wait. But according to the Chachamim, you can't Davin Marev till Tseisakachavim. But then how do the Chachamim read the Pasuk? You know how good of a Kasha that is? Toysus Masech Debrachas and Chavav asks, it says that after Yaakov Avinu wanted to daven, he said, okay, I'm going to continue my journey. And Hashem said, Sadik Zebal Abes Maloinai Vetipater Beloi Lina. So Hashem made the sun set. Ask Toysus, that means Yaakov Avinu daven Marev before Shkia. Says Toysus is a raya to Shitas Rabbi Yehuda that you'll add a daven Marev before Shkia. Says Toysus, that's how we paskin. We learn from Yaakov Avinu. You know that? Toysus learns from this pasuk. Halacha k'rabi huda. Toysus and brachas. Now that's how Toysus paskins, but we don't necessarily paskin like that. It's definitely better. And Toysus says it's a preference to Davin Marev before Shkia. Toysus says, Adaraba. Toivl hispalel mi ba'oid yoim k'tas. That's Toysus shita. But we don't do that. Unless you do it every single day. So comes the Magen Avram, and the Magen Avram is not addressing exactly this question, 
But again, you hear the question, the question on the floor is, how do the Chachamim read the Pasuk, Vayifka Bamokoim Vayola and Sham Kiva Hashemesh? That means Yaakov Avino Davin Marav before the Shkia. According to the Chachamim, that you have to Davin Marav after Tzitzit Chachamim, are you ever allowed to Davin Marav before Shkia? Yeah. According to the Chachamim, can you ever change and Davin Marav before night? Perhaps either. The Magen Avram says yes. There is, there is an occasion that even the Chachamim say you could have a marav mi ba'od yoyim. When is that? Erev Shabbos. Erev Shabbos. Friday night. Why, says the Magen Avram? Because since marav is keneged, hector chalavim ve'ivorim, the burning of the fats in the limbs, and you're now to burn the fats in the limbs on Shabbos, so on Friday night, they burnt the fats and limbs earlier. So you're allowed to daven marav Friday night early, even according to the shita of the Chachamim. Okay? So comes the Chassam Soifer, and the Chassam Soifer says, Tefar Enfer, shitas Chachamim, of how Yaakov Avinu was able to daven marav before Shkia Sachama on that night. It must be, that was Friday night. Says Chassam Soifer, it comes out beautiful. Of course it was Shabbos. Because what's the bracha that Hashem gives Yaakov Avinu? Ufaratzda yama v'keid matzafayin v'negva. Says the Gemara in Shabbos. Kol ha-shomer Shabbos kol chasay. Kol ha-ma'aneges ha-Shabbos. Noisim loy nachala. Belim etzarim. Loy ka-avram shenemar. Veloy ki-yitzchak shenemar. Ela ki-yakiv shenemar. Ufaratzda yama v'keid what, what, what is, that means the Gemara is learning, the Brach of Faratzda is for being Ma'anegas HaShabbos. How was Yaakov Avinu Ma'anegas HaShabbos? He went to sleep. And it was Friday night. It was Friday night. Ooh, so now that we know it was Friday night, so now let's try to understand why wasn't Yaakov Avinu learning. The answer is, how did Yaakov Avinu learn at night? There's a Panech Raz that say he learned La'ar Haner. But he couldn't learn La'ar Haner Friday night. Why? You say, what did he do for 14 years? What do you mean, what did he do for 14 years? The Shulchan Aruch says that if you're all by yourself at night, Friday night, you're not allowed to learn L'Or Aner. But if you're sitting in front of the Rebbe, you're allowed to learn Friday night because we're not worried. Or Shulchan Aruch says if you're in the Yeshiva or if you have a Shoimer, you know, Reb Chaim Knievsky does not learn Friday night unless he has a Shoimer. Once the Shoimer starts dozing off, he doesn't learn Friday night. So the pshat is like this. For 14 years, Yaakov Avinu loy shachav balayla. Why loy shachav balayla? Because every night he learned Laraner. And Friday night he was by the Yeshiva Shem Ever. So he also learned Friday night. This was the first time in the life of Yaakov Avinu that he's all by himself on a Friday night. So the Torah is not criticizing Yaakov Avinu. The Torah is being Mishabeach Yaakov Avinu. That here is an example of the great Zahiros and Halach of Yaakov Avinu. That what? He didn't learn Friday night. You know why he didn't learn? Because he's Mishamer Shabbos. L'chara, that's the reason why he didn't learn on that fateful night. It was Friday night, and he's all by himself, and he was Mekayim, the Indian of Gezeiro Shemayata. What? The Matseva. In fact, the Chsam Soifer writes, Shemen b'miluai, Shin Mem Nun b'miluai is Gematria Shoimer. Matseva b'miluai is Gematria Shabbos. Shemen, Matseva, Gematria Shoimer Shabbos. Says Achsam Soifer, that's the Pshat. He got up, he got up in the morning. Vayisa Yaakov Raglov. How Vayisa Yaakov Raglov? The answer is, 
he used the shame, and it carried him lamala measara because ein techumin lamala measara, and that's how he was able to travel on Shabbos. But watch this. Yaakovino wakes up in the morning, and Yaakovino says, Yadati, I didn't know. What does Rashi say on those words? Lo yadati, ilu yadati. If I would have known, I never would have gone to sleep. What do you mean? He had to go to sleep because he couldn't learn because of the Gezer Hashem HaYatah. So what does he mean? The answer is, I didn't realize this was the Makayim HaMikdash. If I would have known this is the Makayim HaMikdash, I would have known Ein Shvos Mikdash, and there's no Gezer of HaYatah and I would have been allowed to learn Friday night. <laughs> Another Mahalach, <laughs> and why Yaakov Avinu perhaps did not learn that night, is that Yaakov Avinu put a stone under his head. That's not very comfortable to put stones under your head. But I'm staying at a very good host, and I have a very comfortable pillow. Everything okay? I should start again? Yes. <laughs> <coughs> why did Yaakov Avinu put a stone under his head? The Medrash says, I have a, I have a recording. It will come out of mine. Good? So um, the Medrash says that Yaakovinu saw the Chorbin. The Malachim going up and down was a remez to the Golosim. Yaakovinu saw the Chorbin. In fact, the Ramah brings in some tough Kufnun Hay that uh, the night of Tishabav, some have a custom to put their sto- a stone under their pillow in commemoration of, the, of what Yaakovinu did when he saw the Chorbin in his dream on the Harhabayas. In fact, the Chsam Soifer says, how do we see that Yaakov Inu saw the Chorben? He brings that the Beis HaMikdash can never be destroyed so long as it's Mechuvan Kenega, the Beis HaMikdash Shal Mala. In order for the Beis HaMikdash to be destroyed, Hashem has to move the Mikdash Shal Mala, so it's no longer aligned Kenega the Mikdash Shal Mata. And once they're not aligned, then the Goyim could destroy Mikdash Shal Mata. That's the Pshat, near Hashem Mikdashai. Hashem moved His Mikdash, and now the Goyim... So Yaakov Inu says, Ein zeh ki im beis Elohim. This is only the earthly beis Hamikdash, but I'm not seeing the heavenly beis Hamikdash aligned opposite. So that's how we know Yaakov Avinu saw the Chorben. But says Chsam Soifer, if Yaakov Inu is dreaming about the Chorben, and he's dreaming about the movement of the Mikdash Shamala, presumably it's because it's Tishabav. And that was the reason why Yaakov Avinu was not learning on that night, because it was Leil Teshavav. But I like my first shot better. Okay. There's a very interesting phenomenon that we encounter in Parshas Vayetze. And that is Parshas Vayetze is a Parshas Sasuma. Not like Vayechi, that it's Sasuma Legamri, but it's, uh, there's no, um, it's not, it doesn't start on the next line, there's just a little bit of space between the end of Taldois in the beginning of Ayetze. Why is there no space between Taldois and Ayetze? The Balaturim says, the Dasakanim says, because Yaakovinu had to run and hide, and therefore since he ran away in concealment, the Parsha is sort of concealed shut. So I want to suggest another approach perhaps, why it's a Parsha Susuma, based on really a revolutionary explanation of Rashi. The Chsam Soifer had a descendant, the Dar Ravi. Darvi is a very interesting personality. Rav uh, Moshe Shmuel Glasner. And 
he has a very revolutionary reading of Rashi. We know that Yaakov Inu was headed from the south to the north of Eretz Yisrael, and he was going from Beersheba to the Makam HaMikdash to Beisel. And he gets to Beisel, and he realized, Efsher she'avarti b'makam she'hispalalu avoisai v'loi hispalalti. Is it, ha'yitochein, I passed by the place that Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov davened, and I didn't daven? So, Yohiv daite lemi hadar, Rashi quotes the Gemara He set to his mind to go back, to go from Beisel back to the Makam HaMikdash, and Yaakov Inu did not have kvitzas haderech, he had kvitzas haoretz. They're two different things. Not that he got to the place quicker, the earth came to him, the Mikdash came to him, the Hara Maria came to Beisel. That's why is Beisel Luz, or is Beisel the Makam HaMikdash? It's both. Makam HaMikdash came to Beisel. Fine. So we, until today, always read the words of Rashi. Yahiv daite lemahadar, as Yaakovinu says, is it possible I passed by the Makam HaMikdash and I didn't daven there? Yahiv daite lemahadar, let me go back to the Makam HaMikdash. Says Rav Glasner. That's not what Rashi means. Ya- Rashi doesn't mean Yaakov had in mind to go back to the Makam HaMikdash. Yaakov Avinu says to himself, I don't understand. Is it possible that I walked by Har HaMoiria and my Neshama was not in tune with the Kedusha of Har HaMoiria that I was able just to pass by that spot and nothing stirred within my soul that this is the holiest spot on earth, this is where my forefathers davened? Am I so jaded has my neshama become so desensitized after leaving the yeshiva that I didn't even, I wasn't even margish the kedush of harabayis? Yohiv daite lemehadar to the yeshiva shame ba'ever. I must be. Yaakov says I didn't learn enough. If I would have learned more, then when I passed by the harabayis, I would have felt something. Yohiv daite lemehadar the yeshiva shame ba'ever. So very interesting. Yaakov Inu spent 14 years learning in the Beis HaMedrash. He takes one night off and he indicts himself. He says, you know what? I spent so much time learning the Beis HaMedrash. I need to be there longer. I need to learn there more. Hashem said, enough. Genik shine. Yeah, that's not the reason. Don't worry. I, uh, I don't fault you for not being Margish the Kedusha of the Beis HaMedrash. HaMikdash. So Yaakov Avinu was not Mesiach Das even for a moment, from the time he left the Beis HaMedrash until he returned. So Parshas Vayetze is a Parshas Susuma indicating that when he left his parents' house, Vayetze Yaakov Iber Shava, where the Yeshiva Shema Eber was, there's no gap, there's no space, there's no Hesachadas. Yaakov Avinu always remained Aduk to his roots, he always remained attached to the Beis HaMedrash. And even when he left, Yahiv daite lemehadar. And to, to reflect the attachment that Yaakov Avinu always had to the Beis HaMedrash, this is reflected in the fact that Vayetzi is a Parsha Susuma. There is no space at all. There's no Hesachadas at all between the leaving of Yaakov Avinu and his ultimate return to Beersheba at the end of his uh, journey to the house of Lavan. Yahiv daite lemehadar. Yaakov Avinu thought to return to the Beis HaMedrash. And Masai Yagil Maasenu Lamase Avoisai Avram Yitzchak Yaakov. This is also something we should always think. Yahiv Daite Lamehadar. 
We can't be in the base Hamedrash all day, but when we're not there, we always need to be thinking, Yahiv Daite Lamehadar, when could we get back and return to the Makarim Kadosh? Thank you so much. Amen. Is there a copy machine here? You know what? I might need it for a share later. Okay. So, so give me your email, please. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.